of God. We give God glory this morning for all that he's doing and all that he's done. We just bless him this morning. We thank you for joining the Higher Design for Living Radio broadcast. This is Elder Gloria Holloway, founding president of the Center of Renewal Ministries International. We thank you for joining in to the Higher Design for for Living Radio broadcast this morning, and we thank God even for Blog Talk Radio. We just thank the Lord for all that he's doing within the body of Christ. We know that he has a great and mighty purpose for his people in the earth today, and I just bless the Lord that he He's allowing me to be a part of what he is doing. I just thank him. We're just another voice crying in the wilderness for the saints of God to come up higher, higher in the things of God, to see things from God's perspective, that he may show us things that must come and things we know not of. So I just bless the Lord this morning. Hallelujah. And I want to excuse me, start out by sending a shout-out to Pastor Fabian Tucker in his presence ministries located at 2725 10th Street Northeast in Washington, D.C., and that's at the Noyes uh, Elementary School and the entrance is on Franklin Street. Um, and the service starts at 10 a.m., So we just bless God that he will lead you there because you will be blessed as never before for the anointing that flows through the man of God and those that he has placed in that branch of Zion. So we just thank God for him and the ministry and the gift that he is to the body of Christ. We also uh, bless God for Pastor Emmanuel Bayou at Christ Liberated Church at 2404 Queen Mitchell Road in Gainbrills, Maryland. This service is also at 10 a.m. And then we send a special shout-out to Elder Sheila Kills, who ministers in a powerful way through her Monday night prayer line at 7.30, and that's every Monday night. Please join us <clears throat> Excuse me for this uh, powerful time in the Lord. We have just been so blessed. And God, just, it's just awesome the way that God moves even through the, the airways because we know that there is no distance in the spirit. So you can join us by calling our 1-218-862-6789. The passcode is 919-873. And then on Thursday nights, we are, are blessed even the more by Pastor Prophetess Jacqueline Morse of the Real Life Ministries International, the uh, Power for Living prayer line, and that's every Thursday at 7.30 p.m. And again, we just come before the Lord, and he just moves in just such a powerful way through that prayer line. And it's just I just love the way God just uses his people to be a blessing. So join us and be blessed by dialing into 1-218-862. I'm sorry, I'm giving the wrong number. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'll give you that number before the broadcast is over. 
And again, and every morning at 6 a.m., if you will join us, and this, I tell you, is, is no better way to start your day by by ensuring that you have the peace of God, the joy of the Lord, and that your day is fruitful by joining us again with Pastor Fabian Tucker and the IHP House of Prayer line by calling into 270-696-1555. And the access code is 554-0309. And again, we just bless the Lord for all of the ministries that are allowing the Holy Spirit to take full control where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. We have been delivered from the yoke of bondage. When we allow the Holy Spirit to have full reign, we don't have to worry about going back into bondage again. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Shall we have a word of prayer? Father, we give you glory, honor, and praise even now, O oh God, for all the mighty things that you are doing and all that you have done for us and your people in the body of Christ. We thank you, Lord, for a mighty move of God that's being manifested in the earth even now, O God. We just thank you right now, Father God, because you are merciful, O God. And we just thank you, Lord, for for touching your people this morning and giving us a heart and a mind to come before you, Lord, to just do that which you have purposed for each one of us, O God. And we just thank you right now, O God. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Lord, we just thank you right now, God. We pray that you would just move through this broadcast. Show yourself mighty, O God, through this broadcast in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you right now. We thank you right now for for moving on our hearts even now, oh, God. I thank you. Hallelujah. 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 Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. So I have a correction now for the uh, numbers for the prayer lines. And I uh, will give them again. And again, it's Elder Sheila Kills on Monday nights at 7.30 p.m. And I gave you the incorrect number for her. The correct number is 218-936-4700. 218-936-4700. And the passcode is... Two zero nine two four zero six two zero nine two four zero six. And for Pastor Morris on Thursday night is again two one eight eight six two six seven eight nine two one eight eight six two six seven eight nine. And the passcode is nine one nine eight seven. And we pray that you will join us for such a powerful time in the Lord. The Lord, the Word of God says that we are to pray without ceasing. So we cannot stop. No, we can't go to prayer meetings all the time, and we can't be on the line all the time, but we are to live a life of prayer. And that's praying without ceasing as a spirit of prayer, being mindful of the presence of God at all times, that he may move in and through us no matter where we are, no matter what we're doing, in Jesus' name. So we thank the Lord even now, even now. Hallelujah. So, again, we thank you for joining us. And, and our topic this morning is right time, right place, a Kairos moment. And that can be pronounced Kairos or Kairos in Jesus' name. We just thank the Lord Um the Kairos moment, uh, and they want to know, the Lord wants to know, do you know whether or not you're having a Kairos moment right now in Jesus' name? That's a Greek word, and, of course, the meaning is is, uh, is the right time, an opportune moment, a supreme moment. Uh, the, the ancient Greeks had two words for time, and one was chronos and the other was Kairos. This is a door of opportunity for many of the body of Christ to walk in the divine purpose of God for their life. Uh, We thank you for joining us, that you're not going to miss it. You're going to hear what the Lord is saying today because I'm just his voice 
God is speaking, and that's how we have to receive it. As God speaking through this human being, this human vessel, this earthly vessel, but it is the word of the Lord. So we want you to know, and as we all need to know, what season we are in and what part of the process or the journey we're in, because there is much that God wants to do and much he wants to share with us. So come on up and come on up higher that that he may show you great and mighty things that you didn't even have a clue he was about to do and that he is going to manifest in the earth even now. And God wants to show us and he wants us to hear what he is saying. So, again, don't stop. Keep growing. Keep moving in the things of God. And then we talk about, again, a Kairos moment. Uh, You know, we know that this is, and I truly believe that this is the right time for the body of Christ. I mean, this morning, as I know, first of all, I want to start out by by giving us an admonishment that 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 we are to hear what the Lord is saying because this is a crucial time for the sons and daughters of God to take their rightful places in the spirit realm. I know there are millions and and billions of people who go to church or who have some form of religion, but I am speaking to those who profess to be Christians. You see, something must die before it can be resurrected into new life. And the word of God says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except that corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. He that loveth his life shall lose it, and he that hateth his life in this world shall keep it unto life eternal, and that's in John 12, verses 24 and 25. You know, this is the price, <clears throat> excuse me, that that one of the price of admission into what we call the third day, and only those whom Paul describes as dead in Christ will truly live in the third day. The third day uh, life is exemplified by the third compartment of the tabernacle, the holy of holies. You see, there there was no natural light in the holies of holies, only the light of the glory of the Lord. This this light of the glory was reflected from the ark and the mercy seat that was covered over with pure gold, and gold is a highly reflective material. And, of course, the result is that when one entered into the holies of holies with the light of the glory and the reflection of the gold, one could one, all one could see is the glory of the Lord. And in this third day, it's not about us. It's all about him and his glory. That is what we see. And I know many of us say that. It's all about him. It's all about him. But then when we want to do something we want to do or God is not doing what we think he should do, then it's want to be wanted to be about us. But it's all about him. It's always been about him. And we just thank God that he's allowing us to be a part of what he's doing in the earth today. Uh, and you know, and I was uh, last um, last broadcast. We talked about the um, process and the metamorphosis that that the uh, butterfly goes through, and and the fact that we have to have a mental metamorphosis. And and as I was reading um, an article the other day, and uh, and it talked about the the ark and the mercy seat and the fact of the gold and the light. And then and when I was doing my study for last week and. The uh, metamorphosis, the the uh, second stage of the metamorphosis is the the pupa stage and or the pupa stage of the uh, metamorphosis experience, and in that stage the butterfly is is uh, covered in a silk cocoon like substance, and it is gold colored and it looks like gold and it's shimmery and it's shiny and it covers what's inside of that cocoon. So you can't see in it. All you see is the gold. All you see is the, is the reflection. And so that's, again, that's very similar to what we're talking about with the art and the mercy seat and the glory of the Lord. So knowing, too, that, that we, there's a, a part of that process where we're hidden, where we're covered, and where all the people are to see is the glory of the Lord. So even after we finish that metamorphic experience, that's still all that the world should see is the glory of the Lord. And uh, um, so we want to, when we look at this in the in the spiritual terms as far as uh, 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 the metamorphic experience, 
And that's the same thing, again, with us. And we are to be hidden in the glory. Uh, again, that same glory that held true in the Old Testament when the priest went into the Holy of Holies and he was not seen until the necessary sacrifices were made. And when he came out, they knew that he had been in the Holy Place. And even with Moses, when he came down from the mountaintop with God, the glory of the Lord that shone upon him, that the people didn't even want to come near him, and he had to hide because the people were afraid of the glory. And as we go forth, I believe in this time and this dispensation, that those of us that do enter into this that secret place, that do enter into uh, 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 that presence of God, that he's able to shower down on us and, and cover us with his presence as the never before, that there are going to be people that come uh, uh, into our space, if you will, who will, will not want to necessarily be in our presence because of the life that they're living. They're not going to be able to stay in our presence long. They're going to run from it just as the Israelites ran away from the mountain and they didn't want to get too close because they knew that they were full of sin and they were afraid. And it's going to be that same way, I believe, in a, in a, in a, in a way that people will not be able to come too close to us. And then those that are really truly seeking the Lord will gravitate towards us because of the glory of the Lord that is, is, is upon us. Because even as I talked about these times of prayer and the prayer lines and us coming together in prayer, that, again, that that's, again, going into that secret place, uh, being under the shadow of the Almighty, hide that hiding place. And as we come out of that place, the glory of the Lord being upon us in such a way that God will be able to touch our lives. And, and I believe it will even come to a point where we won't even have to say anything and, and, and that people will come when they come into our presence, that, that they will just repent for, for the life that they're living and turn their lives over to the Lord. You know, even even in the uh, uh, New Testament with, with the disciples and, and how they were in the presence, hallelujah, the presence of the Lord in such a mighty way that their people passed by with their shadow and that people were healed and people were delivered. And I believe that it's going to come a time if we allow God to do that which he wants to do, if we continue to come into that secret place. So when we talk about the right time and the right place, the right time is now, and the right place is in the presence of the Lord. And when we talk about, again, that Kairos moment, that we're talking about that opportune time, that appoint, that appointed time, the time of the appointment of the Lord. And God has an appointed time for all of us, for whatever he's called the church to do as a whole, and then also what our part is individually, what God has purposed for us to do individually as a part of the body of Christ, and that as we come into uh, sync and an alignment with God, and, and, and we've been talking about the agreement and the covenant agreement, as we come into agreement with God and what he's wanting to do in the body of Christ, in our lives individually and, of course, uh, collectively and corporately, that we allow God to move in such a way that, that there will be so much that the world will have to stop and recognize that God is God, and that is really all about him, even as far as they're concerned, is all about him. It's not about the world. It's not about us. It's not about stuff and things and all of that. It's about the, the Lord God Almighty and what he's wanting to do in the earth, and that's to reconcile his people, his creation back to himself. And, of course, we know that all people are not going to receive him. They say even in that last day, people will be cursing the Lord, but it's not God's will that any should perish, but he's given us free will. So it's up to us as to whether or not we allow God to do in us and through us that which he has purposed since before the beginning of time. So again, we know that God has an appointed time. In Ecclesiastes 3, it talks about time and what time it is, what season it is. And again, it's, this is an appointed time that God is a specific time that God is wanting to move. And if we continue to go on like we're going on, and, and those of us that are really pressing in, and those of us who are not pressing in, I admonish you today to press into God like never before. Because he said gross darkness will cover the earth. And we see that it is already started, and it is magnifying 
every day. So unless we learn to be in that secret place, in that hiding place, under the shadow of his wings, then we're going to be uncovered. But as we enter in, then God will show us some things. He'll, he, he said, come up higher, that I show, may show you some things that must, must be, that must come. And again, going into that secret place, allowing God to speak to us, and a lot of things that if we enter in, we allow the we can we can stop a lot of things that are happening again if we allow God to move in and through us and go into that secret place to hear what He's saying. Those things that are gonna that are purposed to happen but don't have to happen if we are purposed to do what the will of God says, and that is to pray without ceasing and come into that secret place. So again, I, you know, and I again we're talking about the Kairos, which is the appointed time, the opportune time, the appointed time, your due season. And for many of us, depending on where you are, is see everybody's in a season. You just got to know what season you're in. Whether you're in the winter time, whether you're in the springtime, whether you're in the summertime, whether you're in the fall, you have to know what season you're in. And again, by seeking the Lord, if you're not sure, He will reveal to you what season you're in, but for many of us that, that have been on the backside of the mountain, that have been in that wintertime place, that have been in that dead, dry place, God is releasing, he's prepared us for this Kairos moment, for this moment where he's going to manifest his glory in the earth as never before, and he's going to use those that have allowed God to do with them what he wanted to do to prepare them to stay on the backside of the mountain, to stay in that cocoon, to stay in that place where they're not seen and in and, and, and obscurity. He's bringing us out into the forefront so the world will know and see that he is God through the glory of the Lord that is upon our lives. And and, and whether you've noticed or not, um, uh, the time has truly accelerated as never before. There have been periods of time that I noticed during my journey, during my process, I noticed that things either slowed down, seemed to slow down or speed up. Well, this is a time that things have really sped up because time is truly of the essence. Uh, many are still walking around with their head in a cloud oblivious to what is going on in the natural, which is a result of what is going on in the spirit. The word of God says that, that, the, that, that again, that this, this is a time of gross darkness that's coming upon the earth. And, and the saints of God is time, uh, a time that has already started, and, again, it is increasing daily. And it is time for the prophets of God to seek God for a true revelation of what is happening and what is going to happen. It's time out for looking for a word so somebody to tell you that you're going to get a job, that you're going to get a house, that you're going to get a car, that you're going to marry someone. Not that these things are not necessary or that you shouldn't desire them. But he also says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. So if you're seeking the will of God and his, his timing for everything, then you don't have to worry about stuff and things. And, and, and we have, have got to, to walk by faith, faith that's uh, uh, for real. We have to stop spouting off words with no faith to back them up. You know, there's a, there's a religious spirit that's, that's in the body of Christ. You know, we say all the right things. We do all the right things. We say things with the right tone, the right inflection, and all of that and projection. But we don't have any faith following it. We don't have any faith with it when we speak it. And then we wonder why things don't happen. God can only do things through our faith. That's the conduit that he uses to be able to channel those blessings, those promises to us. But he said we are to walk by faith and not by sight. So we're steadily looking at our circumstances, steadily looking at, at how we feel and, and what we think that's contrary to the word of God, then that things are not going to manifest. Because, you know, the devil knows the word. The devil knows the word, and he's going to speak the word. But he's going to speak the word to you to trap you, to confuse you, because most of us don't know the word. We don't know what the word of God says. We have not studied to show ourselves the truth. And so the devil can bamboozle us. The devil can fool us and, and, and be like Eve and know what, what we were told but still listen to the enemy, mainly because of our flesh, because of the pride, because we want to allow God to continue to do whatever it is he wants to do so that we're not walking in pride, so that we're not uh, being our own worst enemy. 
But again, that that we're to walk by faith, a faith that is real. And and when we speak the word, we speak the word in power uh, uh, by faith that that what God has purposed shall manifest. That we can do that which God has already ordained since before the foundation of the world. But if the enemy can keep us. Focused on our day-to-day circumstances, focused on the natural things, that he will cause us, and it will cause us, and we will cause ourselves to miss what God is doing in this hour, what God is wanting to do in the lives of all of his people. He said he's no respecter of persons. So it's not about your title. It's not about your position. It's not about how much material gain you have or don't have. God wants to work through anybody who is available, anybody who is at the right place at the right time and who recognizes that they are, uh, God has presented them with an appointed time, with a Kairos moment, that they don't miss it. And, you know, and I pray for myself, Lord, please don't don't let me miss it. Please don't let me miss it. But I thank God that I'm recognizing that I'm in that moment, that I recognize that he's moving in my life and in the life of those that he has connected me with. I thank God, and I can't say it enough, I thank God for divine connections. And all of those that he has placed within my life in the, in the past few months, I'm just, I've just been so blessed. I, I just can't tell you enough. I've just been powerfully blessed. And when you have somebody, and and Pastor Tucker and I talk about it all the time, and I thank God for him because he talks about that usher, somebody to usher you to to encourage you and to push you sometimes and propel you into your place of destiny. And, And I thank God for people like him who are willing to do that so that we are going forth into that which God has purposed for us. Oh, I just thank the Lord because, again, it is our faith that causes the word of God to work, the manif- to manifest the promises of God in our lives. And, and, again, I'm not just talking to you, those of you who are listening, but I am talking to myself. It is time to get real to get real with ourselves, to get real with God, and then, therefore, we can be real with others. Uh, when I uh, preached my licensing sermon some years ago, uh, the title of the message was, Is It Real or Is It Memorex? And, and um, you know, that was a question that God was asking in that message then, and he's asking that question even now. God is asking the church even now, is it real or is it memorized? Are you truly going to be married to him, being married to God, or are you going to continue to shack up with God? Are you going to continue to pretend that you have a relationship that you don't have with him? You know, the message was uh, very similar to the letter the letters that Jesus wrote that's, uh, in the book of Revelations, and he wrote to the different churches. And, and, and the question he was asking them even then and that he's asking us now is that are you going to let him be your husband? Are you going to really be intimate with him? So, again, the admonishment that I was giving at the beginning of this is, is are you going to allow the Lord to be that who he's purposed to be in your life, or are you going to pretend, or are you going to just continue with that religious spirit, just going through the motions and, and not doing that which you purpose God has purpose for you? Uh, you know, and I think back to that message, and it still rings even even now. I can, I can still hear it, and, and it was like a phone call, and, and, and Jesus was on the other line, and he was calling this person and that he was supposed to be married to in this, of course, the scenario being uh, somebody, a couple that's being married and the husband calling the wife and the wife not recognizing the husband's voice. And, and you know how sometimes people will call you and you haven't talked to them in a while and, and you don't recognize the voice because you haven't talked to them in a while and you, you, want, you listen for them to say something that you'll recognize you know, so you'll know who it is that you're talking to. And then you're like, oh, hey, and you try to pretend you know who it is, but you really don't know who it is because you've forgotten the voice because you hadn't talked to them in so long. And so it's the same thing with the Lord. When we haven't talked to him in a while, when he does speak, we don't know whether or not it's his voice. We don't know that it's him that's 
speaking. So we're asking, who is it? Is it me? Is it my flesh? Is it the devil? Is it, you know, am I, am, I, am I listening or remembering something that somebody else said? Why is this thought coming to my mind when it's God that's speaking, when it's Jesus that's speaking, when it's his Holy Spirit that's speaking and telling us some things and telling us what he wants us to do and just wanting to be intimate with us and spend that time? And even in that message and the person and, the, and, and Jesus was telling the person, well, you know, we're supposed to be married. And, 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 you know, the person said, well, you know, yeah, I went up and I took and I did what the preacher told me to do and I took his hand and, and I did this and I went through all the motions and all of that. But then I went right back to whatever I was doing. And so that's with many of us. We, we come into the body of Christ. We walk down the aisle and we give the preacher our hand, but we never gave God our hand. So it's time for us to give God our hand. It's not only time for us to give him our hand, it's time for us to give him our heart. It's time for him to, for us to give him our time and all that he has given to us, to us to give it back to him that he may use it for his glory. And so God is saying even to us today, he said, all I, all, I just want I just want to love you. I just want to love you. I, I, all I want is, he said, why won't you let me love you? And so many of us won't allow God to love us because we're still loving the world. We're still loving our flesh. We're still loving those things that, that God has said that we need to get rid of. We're still holding tight to those things. But, again, this is a time. What time is it? What time is it? It's time for us to enter into worship and praise as never before. We need to spend more time in communion, not prayer, asking for something, but in which we know that's okay because he says sometimes we have not because we ask not. But, however, we're to go deeper in the request from the Lord, we are to remember that we are to, to be in that holy place, which is the second compartment of the tabernacle, the holy of holies, and in that place there was a veil. And the scripture says, therefore, brethren, since we have full freedom and confidence to enter into the holy of holies by the power and the virtue of the blood of Jesus, by this flesh, new and living way he initiated and dedicated and opened for us through the separating of the curtain. And, of course, that's the veil of the Holy of Holies. That is, through his flesh, through the flesh of Jesus, and this is uh, in Hebrews uh, 10, 19 through 20 in the Amplified Bible. It's, I believe, I believe that, and I believe that the veil uh, represents the flesh life, the life originating from the soul, which is the mind, the will, and the emotions. That's the life that's all about me. It's all about what I want and what I don't want, my needs, my ambitions. Uh, that's the life, the flesh life, the soul life that died on the cross. And that's what Jesus represented when he died on the cross. And we are to nail all of those things of the flesh to the cross. And, and, and then the word says, and yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He hath put him to grief when you shall make his soul an offering for sin, because he hath poured out his soul unto death, and he was numbered with the transgressors. And he bare the sin of many and made intercession for the transgressors. And that's Isaiah 53, 10 and 12. And God is, again, God is speaking to us today to let the flesh die. He said, rend your flesh. Jesus, yes, Jesus Christ was rent just as the veil in the temple was rent. And it is no different for you and I. We must allow the Lord to rend the veil of our soulless flesh that we may enter into the life originating from the Holy of Holies. It is only as we enter into this death we can enter into the resurrected, hallelujah, the resurrected life that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being made conformable unto his death by any means I may attain unto the resurrection of the dead. And that's in Philippians 3, 10 through 11. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Lord, we give you glory. Hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. 
Hallelujah. Yes, this is a time when we, we all need to open our eyes to see in the spirit realm and see from a spiritual perspective as never before. It is it is for the welfare of our families, of our loved ones, and for the, this, this nation as a whole that we, the children of God, the prophets of God, to start letting people know what time it really is. And again, it is time for the real church to stand up and stop playing church. Now, we all know to some degree uh, uh, that we have not held up our end of the covenant, but we cannot afford to allow that to happen any longer. I am sure you have heard this. Uh, from some time or another, but you need to take heed to what I'm saying now. And God has said also in his word, therefore judge nothing before the time until the Lord come, who will bring to light the hidden things of darkness, hallelujah, and will make manifest the counsels of the hearts, and then shall every man have praise of God. And that's 1 Corinthians 4, 5. And at the beginning of this year, the Lord gave me a scripture. And every every uh, fall and towards the end of the year, I ask the Lord for hallelujah, for a word that, that he's given me to, to uh, focus on for the upcoming year. And uh, this year, uh, he gave me Psalm 102 verses uh, 12 through 13, and uh, uh, it reads, But you, O Lord, abide forever, and your name to all generations. You will arise and have compassion on Zion, for it is time to be gracious to her, for the appointed time has come. Hallelujah, the appointed time, that special time, that time that God has made an appointment with us, for us, but for his glory, for the edification of his people, for the upbuilding of his kingdom, and for our soul's satisfaction. So I, I, you know, I've been feasting on that word all year, and uh, uh, even the more now that God is bringing that back to me uh, about the time. And again, we say, what time is it? It's time for the favor of God to be manifested in the lives of His people. But we have to be in the right place. This is the right time. This is the Kairos time, the Kairos moment, but we got to be in the right place, and that's the place of prayer, a place of praise, a place of worship, a place where we are conscious of his presence 24-7, that we are God-conscious and kingdom-minded at all times, no matter where we are, no matter what we're doing, we allow God's presence to be manifested in and through us. I remember you reading some years ago this book about uh, uh, Brother Lawrence, and, and it talks about uh, him being in a place, uh, uh, in his workplace, he's a priest in the monastery, and he worked in the kitchen. And he said, you know, it was an industrial-type setting, and, and all you could see here was all the different noises and everything with the clacking of the pots and the pans and all of that. And so really a lot of distraction if he allowed it to be, but he learned how to grow into the presence of the Lord no matter where he was. So with all the noise and the clacking and the pounding and all of that that went on, the hustle and bustle that went on around him, he was still able to maintain being in the presence of the Lord, being conscious of the presence of the Lord. So even in that place, he was so centered on God, so centered on the presence of God, though all that stuff was going on around him, he really didn't hear it. He really didn't pay any attention to it. It didn't distract him and pull him away from being in the presence of God. And I know that's where God wants us to be right now. So what time is it? It's time 
for us to enter into the presence of God 24-7. Yes, we go about what we have to do on a daily basis, but God is saying that we can be in that place like Brother Lawrence, like some of other, other saints of old, and probably some of you that are listening even now. But God wants that for the body of Christ. He wants that for all of us, not just for a select few, but we know that God has given us a will, and he won't usurp our will. We have to make that decision, and we know that that decision happens every day. We have to get up in the morning, go to bed at night, deciding that we're going to stay centered on God, on the things of God, uh, 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 that we, we learn what it is that God has a passion for, and those things that he hates and those things that he loves, that we are conscious of those things, that we're, we're again in alignment, in agreement with him, and that whatever he hates, we hate. Whatever he loves, we we love. Wherever he wants to be, that's where we want to be. And and, and like Jesus said, I, I do that which my, I see my father do. I say that which I hear my father say. And the only way that could be is because he was always in his presence. He was always right there and conscious of God, centered on God. That's why he was able to walk on water. He didn't walk on water just because he was Jesus. He walked on water because he allowed the power of God to be manifested in his life because he stayed centered on God. He knew who he was in God. He walked by faith and not by sight. And so if he needed to walk on water, he walked on water. If he needed to manifest the the, the little bit of fish and bread, then he was able to manifest that. He was able to turn water into wine because he was centered on God. So God is wanting to do miracles. Signs wonders and miracles, he said, will follow those who believe. Those who believe what? Those who believe in him. Those who believe that he say, who he say he is. Those that believe that he is the sovereign God, the almighty God, who can do great and mighty things to us, his people, here in the earth. It doesn't matter who we are. It doesn't matter what our background is. But God knows the beginning from the end, and he knows all about what's in the middle. So he knew all the mess-ups and everything that we would do, but he called us anyway. He received us anyway. He wooed us anyway until we said, yes, Lord, and accepted him as our Lord and Savior. So he's saying, yes, you're going to go to heaven. Man, you're saved. You're going to go to heaven. But let me use you right here on earth. Let me use you to do great and mighty things for my kingdom, for my glory, to be a blessing to, to all others. Because he said, we are to be a blessing. And there are many ways for us to be a blessing. So we can't get stuck on how God God uses us to be a blessing, but says, yes, Lord, I surrender, Lord. Have your way, Lord. However you want to use me, Lord, use me, Lord. Lord, just have your way, oh, God. And knowing that as we make that confession and, 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 and say the things that we say in acceptance of God, yes, we're going to have to go through some stuff, but that's the key word is going through. We're going to go through it. We're not going to stay in it. We're not going to get in the wintertime and buy a condominium and a townhouse and whatever and just stay there, but we're going to keep moving. We're going to keep growing. We're going to keep growing in the things of God, always abounding in the things of the Lord, that he's able to use us however he chooses, whenever he chooses. doesn't matter whether we're at work, whether we're at the bus stop, or whether we're in the laundromat, whether we're in the grocery store, whether we're coming out of our, our homes or our buildings, walking down the street, whenever, however. We want to be in a place with God that no matter where we are, no matter what's going on around us, that we're centered on him and we can hear him say, I want you to go here, I want you to go there, I want you to say this, I want you to say that. Just like with Jesus, when you say, I must needs go to Samaria, when he had to go to this place to meet this woman at the well, he knew where he had to go because he was listening to God at all times. So we always say, you know, how God is ordering our steps. But, but as I, you know, he is, and that he is. But then we have to be mindful that he is ordering our steps. We're just not out just doing whatever. That wherever we go, we are on assignment at all times. We have a purpose at all times. And we just have to seek the Lord and be able to hear even that slightest whisper. He said you'll hear something behind your ear, and it will let you know which way to go, whether to the left, to the right, but to go straight forward whichever way he wants us to go, that we're hearing 
what it is he's saying, which way he wants to go, us to go, what it is we're supposed to say, who we are even supposed to say it to, because we're not we're not called to minister to everybody, but we are all assigned to some people. God has already ordained the people that we would minister to, the people that we would serve. So when we talk about ministering, we're talking about serving. We're talking about being that servant. And Jesus showed the disciples in many ways, and of course he's shown us in his word that we are to be servants. We are called to serve, not to be served, but to serve. And, yes, we serve one another, but that is what we are called to do. So, again, he said the, the, the appointed time has come, and that appointed time is now. And we know that the appointed time was really when Jesus read the scripture in the book of Luke when he said that he that he has come, then the acceptable time of the Lord is now, and that's that time of favor. For Jesus knew that he was anointed and appointed to do, and that's the same thing with us. Our appointed time has come. Whether we read that scripture or not, this is our appointed time. We have been anointed to serve. We've been anointed to, to raise the dead and heal the sick. And, and to, to lead people to Christ. This is our appointed time for our light to shine throughout the earth as never before. That light, it said, cannot be hid under a bushel because you're still going to see something of that light. You can hide it under the bushel, but it won't really be hidden. That light is going to shine, but we have to allow the Lord to shine in and through us that we are not missing what God is wanting to do in our lives, hallelujah, hallelujah. I think about the story with Abraham and Sarah, and for those that are a little older, and we think that we're too old to do some things, but, you know, I always uh, look at Abraham and Sarah as an as a, uh, uh, encouragement. But as an encouragement to, excuse me, where I am in my walk right now with the Lord, and because as they thought in their word said that how Sarah laughed at, she thought she was too old and past her time for having a child. But again, how the Lord promised her that he what he would do at the appointed time at the appointed time, excuse me, Um, excuse me, and and even though Abraham was almost 100 and Sarah was right behind him, but God promised, he said, at the appointed time I will return to you and Sarah will have a son. And one year later, at the appointed time, Isaac was born, (coughs) born to age parents. So we just bless God, you know, when we look at that scripture, and that's in Genesis 18, uh, 14, and Genesis 21, 2. Again, talking about the appointed time. So it doesn't matter where we are in our walk. uh, Well, it matters where we are in our walk, but it matters not about our age or, or, or those things that we have experienced. If God has promised you an appointed time, then it's going to happen at the exact time, and that's the thing. It's a special time. It's it's the time of an an event is supposed to take place. So it's not just a time per se, but it's something that is supposed to happen at that appointed time. There is supposed to be a manifestation of some sort at that appointed time, the time that the Lord has appointed unto us. Um, uh, <clears throat> so I know, again, that this is the time that, that God has promised it, that he will promise that uh, many of us are expecting different things from the Lord because of whatever he's promised, because of whatever he's allowed us to go through in our process, or whatever he's prepared us for. But, but God has revealed some things to us so that we know what to expect. And, again, that expectation uh, walking in expectation, in anticipation, 
that what God promised, that what God purposed, whatever He's revealed to us has shown us in the in the Spirit through His Word to our inner man that whatever it is that he's spoken to us individually and then whatever he's speaking even now to the body of Christ, that we are to look for it, that we are to look for it, anticipate it. If if somebody tells you they're going to pick you up at a certain time, (coughs) when it gets close to that time, you, you, you'll probably go looking out the door or looking out the window because, you know, they said they're going to be there at 2 o'clock. So when it gets like 2 or 3 minutes to 2, you're going to start looking. You're going to feel a sense of anticipation. So it's the same thing with us with God when he's given us an appointed time for something, and that's what I believe, that he's going to be giving many of us at actual appointed time, not just something you know that's just going to be happening one day in the sweet by and by, but I truly believe that, that in this hour, God is going to be giving specific times, appointed times, uh, uh, like having an appointment with the doctor. You know what your appointment time is or your time for your interview. I believe that God is going to give a specific date, a specific time that some things are supposed to happen. Uh, I've, I've had that to happen to me in, 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 in this journey where I was expecting some things and wanted to be released from some things, and, 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 and God gave me that specific time. And, and because it was, I was in a situation where I really wanted to be out of it right then and there, when God gave me the time, I wanted to make it something else like I really didn't understand. But I, 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 of course, God, when he gives you, whether you claim you understand it or not, even if it's not when you want it to be, it's going to happen at that specific time. And I tell you what he promised me, my day of release from that situation was on the exact day of the exact month. And it and it and it happened just at the time that God had purpose for it to happen. And then in another uh, time where God I allowed to go to a ministry and 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 um, glean from that ministry, and God told me a couple of weeks after I had gotten there that I would only be there for a year. And of course, when the year was up, I didn't want to go. I wanted to stay right there because of what was going on in that particular ministry. But, again, when God gives you an appointed time, you know, it's one thing when he says something's going to happen and you know it's coming, but you don't really know what time is going to happen. But when he gives you a specific time, it's going to happen at that specific time. So whether we want to accept that or not, that's here or there, but God is going to do what he said when he says he's going to do it, and we may not know how he's going to do it. So, again, we have to be open and uh, uh, not expect him to move the same way all the time. Just be open, just be yielded that however he wants to move, he can move, and that because we're walking in expectation, in anticipation, that we are we are not uh, clouded and, and looking for him to come one way and he's coming another way, and we end up missing because the appointed time is the appointed time. When you have your appointment at the doctor, if you miss it, you just miss it. You just got to make another appointment. But with the things of God, you can't make another appointment. When you miss it, you miss it, and then God may give you another chance. But, again, even that other chance will be dependent upon God because he's the one that sets the appointment. He's the one that sets the time. It's not up to us. It's up to him. So we don't want to miss God in this hour. You know, when we think about it in the New Testament, when Jesus came on the scene and for for however number of years they were looking for the Messiah, and, and the, when the Messiah finally did come, because they were expecting him to look a certain way and do things in a certain way, and they were expecting the kingdom coming, being in a certain way, in the natural, when he was talking about in the spirit, many missed the Messiah. Many didn't know that the Messiah had been there and gone until after he was crucified. And, of course, bless God that they still were able to accept him, but they missed so much before he was crucified. And so it's the same thing with us. If we're looking for things in the wrong way, we're going to miss God. Um, I remember a story being told some years ago. Um, It was a flood that came, and there was this man that was 
uh, the, the waters were coming in in such a great way that he ended up having to go up on top of the roof, and he was just praying for God to send somebody to rescue him. And, and God sent all kind of modes of transportation. He sent a boat. He sent a plane. He sent this. And, and each time, you know, he's still praying. And then, of course, uh, because the mode of transportation wasn't what he was looking for, God getting him out of there in the way that he was expecting. I don't know if he expected to be raptured up. I don't know what he was expecting. But anyway, he of course, he ended up drowning. And then when he got to heaven, he asked God, well, why didn't he come? I was praying, and, and God told him all the different modes of transportation that he had sent for him, and he missed it because he was looking for what he was praying for to come in a particular way, but God sent it in other ways, and he missed it. So we don't want to miss this hour. We don't want to miss this appointed time because I know that God is speaking not just through me, but he's speaking through many of his other voices throughout the earth. So you're listening today, and, and, and again, it starts with me because I'm like, Lord, I thank you, and I thank you, but we still have to continue to stay in tune and continue to listen for instructions because I believe that not only will he give us an appointed time, a set time, again, a time, a set time to favor us, to bring forth that which he has promised us and bringing people into our lives, and, and, and we don't want to miss that either. You know, we want to determine how God is going to bless us. So he may send somebody that you know, somebody you don't know, but just be in tune with the Lord. So no matter who he sends or how he sends or how he does whatever, that you don't miss it, that you allow God to go ahead and do what God does by staying in tune to what it is he is saying for you in this hour. Because, again, the set time has come to favor the people of God. So not only, again, the appointed time, but I believe with that appointed time, God is going to give specific instructions, specific directions, and He and, and it's, it's imperative that we not only note the day and the time that he gives us, but that we also note those instructions because we know that God is a God that's about details. He's very specific in what he says. And so even as prophets of God, that we're no longer giving generalities in our prophecies, but that we're giving specific words because if we really tune into God, that we are able to hear specifically what God wants us to say to that person or to those people that we're not just speaking in generalities, but that something specific that that person, and even in the trying time, because we know when a, prop, a word of prophecy is given, many times here comes the enemy to snatch it by allowing and causing all kind of crazy stuff to come into our lives. And so we have to have something specific so those are the, the storms of life are raging all around us that we're able to continue to hold on to, to what God has spoken because it's a specific word, because it's a word that God is speaking to us in a way that we're going to remember it, that we're going to know, and that we know when it's come to pass because God has been specific in what he has spoken through the prophets of God. So, again, he's saying, come up higher, come up after these things. I looked and behold a door standing open in heaven, and the first voice which I heard was like a trumpet speaking with me, saying, come up here and I will show you things which must take place after this. And this would explain, of course, how many are having dreams and visions and, and the, about open doors and about keys and, and God hearing God say, come up higher. And, and this door, of course, being the Lord Jesus Christ, because because uh, John was with on the Isle of Patmos, he was in the spirit on the Lord's day, and Jesus was showing him some things. And so even now we come into that secret place and enter into the door of the Lord Jesus Christ, the door into the third day and beyond, because, again, we have shifted into a season wherein the Kairos appointed time, the time of the spiritual realm, is overtaking Kronos with of the natural is no more. It will be no more. The acceleration is occurring now, and we will no longer be conscious of the natural, excuse me, the natural time, because the spirit time, where we're walking in the spirit at all times, 
He said, walk in the spirit at all times. And I believe that's where the body of Christ is going. Many are going to be walking in the spirit of God as never before. I thank God for your listening, for your joining us today. And I pray that that, that the Lord has spoken something, a revelation of a word of knowledge to you that you can grab a hold to, and that even after the broadcast that you are allowing God to continue to speak to you, that you will hear your specific date and time for your light to shine, for you to get your instructions and directions from the Lord, that the Lord God will be glorified, that his people will be edified, that your soul will be satisfied, and that you will know that you have completed the assignment of the Lord when that day of judgment comes. You won't have to wonder. When your time is up, you will know, like Paul, that you have finished your race because you have of the Lord. So God bless you and we thank you for joining us on Higher Design for Living Blog Talk Radio Broadcast. To God be all the glory. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Glory to your name, God. We just thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Blessed be your name, O oh God. Blessed be your name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Bless your people, God, as never before. Those that have been obedient to hear what you have to say. In Jesus' mighty name, we thank you, Lord. We're expecting praises, O oh God, praise reports, O oh God, of all that you are doing even now, O oh God. And as we go forward, the manifestation of your glory, in Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah.